play shows with this motherfucker i know forever ago fucking playing in the old uh cobra lounge and playing to like 30 people intense shows and yeah i mean a lot of energy especially when i brought the whammy pedal <laughs> that was like dude the first time the first show we played with that fucking whammy pedal i remember just like hearing it on stage and like feel like i was about to have a fucking heart attack that was the show where you had the um where you're like basically playing like with on your phone on the stool yeah and dude. then you'd like knock over the stool and everything it's good good times yeah dude that fucking little midi controller that was running completely off of my phone yeah i'd never forget that <laughs> probably one of the fucking most jank ass setups <laughs> In all of like prog death metal or whatever the fuck you want to consider what we were. That show was, was a disaster. Uh, Jay is uh, his like amp head like went out, so mm -hmm. we had to like borrow some other bands stuff. So we had to figure that out, and it was super cold that day. And yeah, good, a lot, good. Of, a lot of good times. Good fucking times. Um, but yeah, this is a show we started kind of just on a whim figuring out that we were going to do uh Bijan you texted me like what a week ago asking about it absolutely it's a good idea so basically the idea here with uh the show is that we're just going to review music new releases uh if for whatever reason there's nothing super interesting that week for a new release we'll kind of just dive into bands we like and talk about their discographies um before we get started, I want to thank uh, our sponsor, who's not a sponsor yet, but, you know, fingers crossed, episode one, we're thinking White Claw. <laughs> White Claw, for sure. White Claw. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, cherry, and you're a huge fan of what flavor? Uh, grapefruit. Sipping All it right, right now. Sipping on the ruby grapefruit right now. So I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still drinking coffee. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, when, I'm gonna uh, be up late too. When uh when the White Claw sponsor hears this episode, please hit us up. Uh, we'll put uh emails in the description for the show wherever this is being posted. I think you said what were you gonna post this on? Um, I was gonna put it on Anchor, which will basically go to Apple Music and Spotify and all those other fun things. Hell yeah. There's a lot I'm forgetting, but yeah, Hell those yeah. mainly. Um. So yeah, this is the first attempt. There's probably going to be a lot of hiccups. Audio is probably not going to sound the best, but uh, you know, we'll be learning as we go. Um, but let's just jump in. First thing we are going to talk about for the first like part of the show is always going to be music news and uh, new releases that we're kind of excited for. And uh, I, I, I need, I need to bring this up because I could not fucking believe this when I saw it. But Attack Attack is coming back. Like they're going to be a band again. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like I, I was I was I was puzzled as well when I first heard it. I still kinda don't I the, expect anything out of it. And the thing that fucking blew my mind about it was I had no idea. I just was like scrolling through Twitter the one day and I just see everybody, like everybody posting fucking crab core memes and I was like, Why? 
like why suddenly is everyone talking about like crabcore again and then this one person was like attack attack is making a new album what the fuck and i was like oh that's weird who's gonna be in the fucking band like they all fucking hate they all hated each other when they fucking broke up well didn't they already have like a producer in mind too yeah for the next- joey they're fucking having joey sturgis produce it yeah that's what i thought i heard yeah that's gonna be interesting i mean it'll probably it'll probably sound really good but will it be good that's the question i think the i think i think a big part of that too for in my opinion is like i'm sure you've heard a lot of bands now like you've got like sanction and you've got wrist meets razor and you've got static dress and all these bands right now that are kind of revisiting that like early to mid 2000s myspace core sound oh yeah it's it's basically all like early myspace and like limp biscuit wrist right now yeah and so i think it was like attack attack being like well motherfuckers we kind of did this so we're back why not if it works if they have members yeah if they get good good musicians at this time um but on top of that um the the genius behind fucking have a have a nice life uh is creating a new album uh under his other band blackwing so instead of it being like death consciousness which is just this fucking like post hardcore post emo tortured album of perfection uh blackwing ends up being a little bit more on the electronic ambient side but it still has that like twinge of like post hardcore in there it's very cool stuff if you haven't listened to blackwing before i highly suggest checking out their backlog or his backlog because i'm pretty sure it's just him and yeah new album by blackwing coming out uh, i think in a december and at the same time, a new Dan Tompkins solo album is coming out. That is the dude from Tesseract. Uh, what, for like two seconds, he was in Periphery. Um, I think for two seconds, he was in something else. Of that. Uh, Sky, Sky Harbor. Oh, yeah. Well, he's in, I think he's still in Sky Harbor, isn't he? I, I want to say yes, but also maybe not. Basically, the revolving uh, the revolving vocalist for all gent Prague, yeah, uh, that whole scene. But he's, he's got, like the John. He's like the John Legend of Prague. Yeah, he's got a great voice. His shit is usually pretty fucking good, and the uh, the single that he dropped for this new album sounded top notch. So I'm very excited. Is for that. there is there a release date? For I, it, yeah, I think it's like December 11th or something. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then that's that's all your stuff. That's all my stuff. What you got, baby? All right. Um, I mean, as far as like news goes, uh, the new Architect single came out, um, and they announced that they're gonna have an album coming out next year. Uh, for those that wish to exist, um, it's 15 tracks. The first one, Animals, came out. Um, it's. Oh, did you get a chance to listen to it? or I actually listened to it today. It was uh, floating around somewhere in my Spotify, like, Discover shit, and uh, I did give it a listen. I wasn't, like, super paying attention to it, but, I mean, it's still, it, it was Architects. It's Architects doing their shit, and they do it, I think they do it probably the best out of anyone right now. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, that's going to be a huge song live. Like, they're always caring about their live show yeah and like i mean the first time i ever saw or like kind of discovered architects was like seeing them live and was like kind of blown away at like how large they sounded yeah so it kind of helped me like go and like look in their whole like discography and kind of like find all their stuff and um like the last album was really really good um and like hearing this song, like it wasn't what I expected. No, but not like at all. It, it's, I mean, like it has it's super like Rammstein, like Bring Me the Horizon kind of feel, mm-hmm. and like and it still works really well. And I think um, it's, so. I'm like really excited to see where it goes. I think it works. That whole like shift that they're doing, 
works is working way better for them right now and i'm more excited to hear that than i was when bring me the horizon did their shift into like that poppy edm almost kind of the shit that they're doing now yeah it's kind of almost getting a little bit overblown for me mm-hmm. like at first like with like sepulternal i was like a huge fan of that but um as it keeps going i just i don't know i'm starting to lose a little bit of interest and bring me yeah same but uh um and then like you know there's a couple other albums that are coming out um there's uh avoids ep that's coming out um called the burner that'll actually be out uh this friday coming up and then uh seven dust as well uh with like blood and stone um and that one doesn't look like seven dust is slowing down like I'm, I'm a huge fan of Seven Dust. They're like the one band that I remember listening to when I was like 16 and still listen to. Yeah. Because their, their, their choruses are still crazy and like when they decide that they want to be heavy again, they are ridiculously heavy for a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> one of so probably one of the like aside from maybe Deftones and like Chevelle like out of all those like kind of era that era Oof. of rock bands like seven dust were right up with them for sure yeah chevelle still sounds like ridiculously heavy live mm-hmm. yeah. it's like almost too much for <laughs> three people to sound yeah, that heavy right. <laughs> um yeah that's the news for this week uh got a lot of weird shit happening uh, a lot of just cool shit happening and yeah look out for all my stuff ain't coming out till fucking december but i guess it's almost the end of october doesn't sure there'll be there'll be more stuff man oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure... just trying to come with like uh, closer dates yeah yeah <laughs> well and it sure doesn't feel like the end of october right now so fucking a it um, will when there's candy flowing hell yeah that's what's up that's what's up <laughs> um but yeah so to, this this week is a little bit uh is going to be a little bit different because we actually have something super fucking cool that happened that is perfect for like the first episode of this show. Um, a band or a group, I, I don't know, do you want to call them a band, a hip hop group? I don't really know what you, a project, like th- if you've not heard of clipping, probably one of the best hip hop uh, adjacent musical artist groups to come out in the, in recent history. Um, they are releasing a new album this Friday um which will be what friday the 23rd 23rd yeah Yeah. their new album is called visions of bodies being burned which that in of itself is just the coolest fucking album title i've heard in a long time and it's probably the most accurate description of how this album sounds and the perfect timing for this album to come out is around halloween yeah um clipping actually came out with uh there will be an or there will be an addiction or what was it there exist fuck i'm so bad at everything right now there existed an addiction to blood i can't speak um their past now yeah their last album uh that came out was that last yeah that was last year um there existed an addiction to blood came out last year and that was uh i want to say it was like my number two top album of 2019 and after listening to visions of bodies being burned they're for sure gonna be up top there this year in my top 10 list um yeah before we get into like the bulk of this review of this album i do want to give a huge shout out to clipping and frank at sub pop records for hooking us up with that uh early release so we could listen to it before it comes out um, so we could get this review out before the album drops. Pretty fucking sick. Came about by a uh, halfway joking tweet I made to Clipping. Just like, hey, be pretty cool if you guys sent me an early release of the album so I could listen to it. And they just did. So tight. Um, yeah, big shouts to Frank at Sub Pop and Clipping as a just in general for hooking us up uh check them out both clipping is clipping.bandcamp.com but clipping is spelled without eyes so it's just c-l-p-p-n-g.bandcamp.com and sub pop is just subpop.com 
uh, go there. Support this band. Support Sub Pop. They're fucking cool. They do some dope shit. And uh, Sub Pop does some really fucking cool vinyl pressings from what I've seen on their shop. So thanks again, Frank, if you're listening. Uh, let's fucking talk about this album, dude. Holy shit. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> this fucking album, dude. Okay, before we go like too deep, I just need to say, if you've ever watched a Lars von Trier movie, this album is the auditory like equivalent to a Lars von Trier fucking movie. <laughs> like, it's fucking visceral. It is split up into acts really, really well. Like, bands have tried to do that before, and this one, it splits into, like, three acts, and it's so fucking well done. Um, Bijan, like, I've... What do you got to say? Yeah, um... I, I think this is probably the best, like, album they've actually put together, like, from start to finish. Um, the interludes work extremely well, and I think that like they transition every song um, completely. Like I, I don't know, it's perfect, man. <laughs> I really like the use of like true recordings, and um, I know there's a lot of work with real like I don't know what the word is, but like ghost hunting recordings on this. Um, I'm not trying to skip all the way to like the latter half of the album already, but just the song Pain Every Day, which is the ninth track on the album, uh, is actually the, the feature on that is Michael Esposito, who is actually like a renowned, for lack of a better word, ghost hunter. I know that's not what he's actually like his title actually is, but that's what he does. And all of the recording of Pain Every Day, like the backtrack and the fucking ambience of that is all from in the field like ghost recordings which is fucking awesome that is pretty sick i liked the um i know we talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording but like the use of real just items and and field recordings in general to just kind of get this atmosphere and this ambience that that fits this album and honestly, I know a lot of people probably became fans of Clipping because of uh, Chapter 319, which was that EP they put out in June, which was basically fully attacking, you know, everything that's going wrong in society right now with, like, the police force and, and p- politics. It was a very political EP, and they gained a huge following from 319, Chapter 319, but I'm pretty confident that all the fans that they made from that EP are now having fucking night terrors after lis- when they listen to this, because this shit is fucking horrifying. Yeah, no, for sure. Did you ever watch, um, they did a, like, a, a, like a live performance on, like, um, KEXP? Have you ever seen that performance before? I don't think so. Um, I mean, like, they're, they have, like, this huge, like, table set up, and it's, like, um, just, like, every single, like, instrument or, like, that they play, there's all these pads and everything, Mm -hmm. and, like, you can also see that, like, they have, like, this, like, Tupperware that just literally has, like, glass in it, and there's a microphone, and they're just, like, smashing a microphone against the glass, and it's, like, hooked up to a pedal, and, like, that's just, like, the most ridiculous things that like clipping does like throughout this whole entire album where you're just kind of wondering like what noises you're hearing and where they kind of you know created them from and i think one of the best things about clipping as a group as a whole is that they take these things that a lot of experimental music groups try to do where they kind of try to push the boundaries of what music is but 95% of the time it sounds very like forced or it just sounds out out like overplayed or it, it just sounds fake you know it 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 just doesn't sound right and they they use it so tastefully that it works and it sounds very like it sounds fresh like this album is probably one of the most unique things that i've listened to in probably the last decade Oh yeah, especially in this genre too. So yeah, um, 
I really liked, I mean, we could just start kind of talking about just kind of going track by track with this thing. Say the Name was the first um, single that dropped for this. I don't remember when it dropped, but it was somewhat probably like a month ago or a month. Yeah, probably like a month ago, Say the Name dropped. And I think that was a great single to kind of introduce this album because it's very, it's very clipping. So people that liked previous work from them aren't weren't going to be completely turned away by it or anything like that i mean if you like clipping you're going to like anything they put out i'm I'm pretty confident about that but say the name felt like something that could have almost been like a b-side from the previous album it had the same kind yeah. of like vibe and everything um it's, it's definitely the most commercial appealing one right um especially like the the hook with like the candlesticks in the dark mm-hmm. visions of bodies being burned dude like that's actually like a line from uh, a ghetto boy song. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was so the... like you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm just glad. I'm glad you brought that up because did you notice how many callbacks to like old school fucking hip hop there were throughout this album? Oh yeah, it was so, so many cool. Like especially early on in the album. Mm-hmm. Just so many stupid, like not even stupid, but just like they're just so like just tucked in there like mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like they were trying to get some sort of fucking cloud or anything from it it just was there and if you caught it you did if you didn't you'll catch it on a another listen like it wasn't drawn out or made to like be a thing but they were there and it was so fucking cool mm-hmm. um say the name was sick the the interludes are all vi- there's like three so if you consider the intro, I mean, there's the intro, there's one interlude, two, I think three, and then the 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 endings track. All these interludes on the song, there's three interludes, and then there's an intro and a closer. And all of them are just completely, I guess you could say instrumental, but at the same time, they're just kind of whatever. Like, the, the first interlude is called Witchboard. And it's essentially just a recording of two or three girls, I'm assuming, using, like, a Ouija board, and they incidentally summon a demon. Okay. Um, That's right. Super tight. And then it goes right into 96 Nev Campbell, which, if which, I'm not... Which is, like, the, the knock on the door, and yeah. basically, uh, you know, Mr. Diggs is playing, like, the slasher. And then they have the uh, the two female rappers kind of going out there and, you know, playing the role of the, the Scream Girls, basically. And the thing I loved about it was how fucking hard Cam and China went on that track. Like, because I'm pretty... Oh, like, so good. 96 Nev Campbell's supposed to be that, like, last act of Scream where the girl fucking escapes and fucking just demolishes the fucking antagonist. And the... It's hard it's it's almost hard to say it but like I feel like their feature was like a highlight of the album because it's so fucking hard like everything about yeah. it just smacks like I, I think also too this is like the first time in like the whole like clipping discography where like it's kind of like the 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 two like features are kind of like more like existent than actual like the band itself Oh, like for it sure. seems like they actually like brought them in to like kind of take over the song, and I and like they were they were more in the backing parts of it, like a backing track. Right, and I really like that because it shows how not only like confident clipping are as a group to like do that, where it's basically not their song anymore. And right, and like you said, I loved that because. Uh, the last verse of it is hit is is his from and he he doesn't really go off like he just kind of stays there with just very like sing-songy type fucking delivery while the features are just completely de- demolishing him like it's so tight i love that um this is, this is also the first song that introduces a lot of the bugs that you'll hear mm-hmm. throughout the whole entire album yeah uh that was something we brought up earlier too this is like fucking bug noises the album which is so sick because... <laughs> so if you listen to there was an addiction there was god damn it the existence of addiction to blood um that was very vampiric 
in its themes um it was very like focusing on like the themes of vampires and, and that kind of subgenre of horror this one was very much like slasher in the beginning transitioning into like zombies and shit like that like zombies and fucking like uh like straight up just like gore porn movies kind of thing um, mm-hmm. and i liked that because again it just works so fucking well for a just the fact that they're releasing it the week of halloween essentially and it's it's just the sound it's a soundtrack for fucking halloween dude like you play this shit at a, a halloween party or something and like no one's gonna really think that that was anything but a soundtrack to a halloween party like it's so fucking cool you can't wait to get terrified um after that song 96 nev campbell you got something underneath and make them dead um i know you had more to say about something underneath than i did um yeah i mean like one of the big reasons i like this one a lot was it kind of like reminded me of like um their like old album mid city um and it just gave off like so many like old school vibes but also like had some of the dynamics off of the previous album um like it kind of reminded me a lot of uh that song like he dead from the last one yeah for sure so it has it has a lot of those vibes but then it also just has a like super super synth heavy which is like something they used to do a lot especially on mid-city um so that was like kind of the big reason that i was like really really excited about hearing this one um and then you know with like make them dead um i I mean like i'm not like huge on that one because it kind of like for me it just kind of stays the same throughout the whole entire song i mean i'm not going to skip it but you know it doesn't really do anything for me that's how i felt on like the first few listens i had of the album make them dead kind of just again can't can't say uh can't say only good things about anything really and make them dead to me was just the weakest track on the album which again mm-hmm. it's it's like saying a weak like deftone song it's still fucking good but it's just not to the same caliber but yeah i think the thing about like so we talked about this where it was like each interlude kind of introduces this new kind of feel to the album and it kind of keeps transitioning more and more into just this like completely just hellscape of sound and i think make them dead was kind of like the breather that you need before you basically finish the album because like make them dead just kind of drones a little bit um the delivery on like the hook is very drawn out and slow it's what like one it's like one word and then three words one word three words it's very like drawn and and slow and uh i think it was meant to be a breather but i think that came in at like almost four and a half minutes and to me that just felt a little too long for what they were going yeah especially because you have uh two interludes too right already on the album so so to me make them dead was the weakest of the bunch but again i see what they were doing there uh she bad just a good just a banger not really much to say there um I mean, more bug noises. More bug, you got uh, yeah. you got a uh, you got a gate opening closing in your ears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. That, I mean, it's also probably, I think, probably one of the most like visual mm-hmm. things on the album. Like lyrically, I think like the storytelling in this one was really good. Um, it it almost like could be like something that you could see as like a scary movie or like a scary short story right um you know so i think that like visually did a really good job of like bringing this like story to life with his lyrics and then after that you've got another interlude called invocation which i believe if i'm not mistaken that's the one that's almost just like very drone heavy yeah because drove is the one that's very like field recording heavy um invocation was just kind of droney it has a little bit of like a beat behind it but not too much and then you start off the fucking third act or the i guess you could consider that like the second half of the album but you start the second act of the album that's just this fucking three songs of just pure 
unrelenting pain. And I mean, you start off with a song called Pain Every Day. And to me, Pain Every Day was the third single that was released because the first was Say the Name, 96 Nev Campbell, and then Pain Every Day was the last single before the album drops. And this song is this shit blew me the fuck away when I heard it. I was awake. I think I was playing Valorant or something. And I like turned, I just like finished playing, popped YouTube open. And it was like the first thing in my suggested videos to watch. And I was like, holy shit, what? And it was like, it had just been posted like 20 minutes prior. And I listened to that thing probably like seven times before I, and it was like two in the morning. And I just like lost my shit. This song is completely done in seven, eight. The rapping is all done in seven eight, which is it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 I think I think like too with like like how we're like talking about like the track listing and how like certain songs kind of dragged out, and then you have these like three interludes happen, and it's just kind of like you know it's like at an even like pace for a while, and then like you kind of hear pain every day, and it kind of starts out like about the same. So you're almost getting tricked into this idea that you're like, you know, going to hear like another song that's maybe going to be like the same pace or something. And then all of a sudden it just hits you in the face that you're not getting anything that you heard off the previous three or four songs. Exactly. And to me, the 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 drum and bass influence on this song yes. is so fucking perfect. Like it fits it hits so hard at the end. Like what the last like minute and a half or minute and 20 seconds is just instrumental, like drum and bass and ambience. And it's just so fucking good. Absolutely. And just the, the rap, like the, the delivery, everything about pain every day. Like that's a fucking 10 out of 10 song right there. Like there's nothing wrong with that song at all, in my opinion. And I like, like what you said, like it's, it almost like it does kind of tease you in the beginning thinking like, Oh, on a on a full playthrough of the album like you hear that if that's the first time you're hearing it because again obviously i'd heard pain every day a million fucking times before we listened to the album in its entirety so when it was coming up i was like oh fuck yeah but listening to this album on a dry listen this song is going to start off and you're just going to be like well okay like cool this sounds good and then it like you said it just fucking crushes your skull with this fucking delivery and everything when it comes in yeah it's like get ready for the rest of the album yeah trap in because <laughs> then you got check the lock right after that which again yeah. that, that that's that's all you because i know you had a lot about that one. Uh, oh man um like I, I think like one of the cool parts about check the lock too is like it almost like kind of reminds me of like um, a lot of the stuff that like John Carpenter did on They Live, hundred um, fucking. So like, it, like it's it's so weird because it's like you have like this weird like John Carpenter like They Live kind of vibe, and then you also have like a little bit of like video game like eight bit kind of sound going too, and then you just have like everything, man. Like the dynamic of the song is just kind of ridiculous, and it just kind of carries into you know, the next song too, um, you know, looking like meat and, you know, everything that clipping has ever done is just kind of like in those two songs. And yeah. I think that those are only things that they can kind of, you know, get away with. And what I really liked about that transition into looking like meat was of the looking like meat has the feature by horror, which if you haven't listened to horror, they're kind of like a, another, horrorcore hip-hop collective type thing but they do a lot more of like the like if you ever listen to like ghost main and shit like that where it's kind of trappy kind of it's it's very trap and hip-hop inspired but there's a lot of just screaming going on in there and i remember yeah. like the first time i'd ever heard clipping i kind of i didn't write them off obviously because it's very fucking good but i i always kind of thought like okay well i I hear this sound that makes me think there should be like harsh vocals here at some point. And it never really happened. And in looking like me, you get that in the latter half of the song with horror coming in. And I think that was just like the perfect kind of encompassing <laughs> sound to 
what was always i felt like not missing from clippings it's not like i wanted them to become a fucking just straight up horrorcore screaming hip-hop group but like when you have this music that's so fucking grinding and and harsh and chaotic it just always felt like maybe that would sound cool somewhere and having that finally kind of come to fruition with the horror feature was just so fucking sick um that's a good point yeah i i love i love i love that song like i said those three is like i could listen to pain every day check the lock and looking like meat on repeat just for like a day straight and not never get sick of that like three song combination right there that was my day today yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then right after that one you've got the last interlude before the ending of the album which is drove which i think in my opinion kind of puts the album in this almost like apocalyptic it's very um like kind of that fruition of like a zombie movie feel where you've got drove is just all fucking like it almost sounds like the everglades like you've just got like the bug noises out of control you've got like somewhat of like river creek sounding noises it's just very like some farm farm farm, yeah (laughs) it's just like backwoods shit you know and again when you've got like you go from from demonic possession to like weird zombie chaos violence and then you kind of end it with these last three songs and you kind of introduce those last three songs with drove i think it just really creates this like like I, like we said this is a fucking horror movie so the very beginning those first few tracks it's all the build up it's all the fucking like set up to what's happening with the demonic possession and shit and then you get into the second act which is very violent and chaotic and visceral and just pure anger and then you kind of get this like at the end like you get the you get the the cooling whatever it's like the end of the fucking movie i love drove i thought it was a great introduction into eaten alive uh another one that had features on it uh eaten alive I listened, I like it. It's just, it wasn't one that I paid as much attention to, to like the rest of the album. It's, it's such a distracting song. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that was like, the problem. Like I couldn't really hone in on anything. Yeah, no, I like it's, it's distracting in a good way. Like I do love it a lot, but it's just so chaotic. Like every time that you like try to focus on like, like a rhyme where it's like, you know, fucking up a dollar general for a Gatorade, like, then there's like eight other noises that happen yeah. at the same time and you're just like what is going on in this song and then like ultimately what happens towards the end is you get this like jazzy kitchen brawl you know and yeah. it's just like pots and pots and pans and breakdowns everywhere and it's just like it's so so good but so chaotic and it's probably the most chaotic thing i think i've heard in years yeah I mean, when I heard it for the first time, literally the first thing I thought of, and I, I almost want to know if they took inspiration from Danza 2. Because that's all I could think about. Was, like, all I could think about while that ending, like, part of the song was happening was, like, all of the fucking weird interlude skits that Danza 2 had going on and, and eventually ending up with the guy fucking chainsawing the whole fucking dive bar. Like... Yeah. The ending of Eaten Alive just completely reminded me of Danza 2. And if they actually, you know. I I guess if you're going to get Eaten Alive, like, you're probably going to be super distracted and it'll probably sound something like this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, After that, you've got Body for the Pile, which I really liked. Um, I think Body for the Pile, in my opinion, which, again, you read the lyrics. uh, What was that? What was that hook? It's like one shot. I got it written down somewhere. Um, uh, let me get that. It's like one shot. If you really get, oh, fuck, I can't. I don't know. Here we go. Let me get it written down. Do, do, do. Um, bust one shot if your blood's still pumping. Bust two shots if you're really about something. Three little pigs and they can't do nothing for the last time. You can't run. You're just a body for the pile. Like, obviously, this song was the most, in my opinion, um, political. <laughs> Yeah, and I like that they brought that in because I feel like, again, I feel like the whole album is still doing what Clipping does best, which is like taking 
what's going on in the world and addressing it in a very artistic and visual way without it just being straight up like fuck cops fuck the government like that kind of shit um yeah and i really liked the hook on body for the pile i thought it was one of the strongest ones just because it had this very like like you said it kind of goes back to the roots of hip-hop and it has a very good like uh a flow to it and everything like that um and again just just a just a really fucking good song and in my opinion one of the least like not to not in a bad way but it was like the least visual in terms of the the sounds that were going on in it because it wasn't as heavy on like the soundscapes it was very much more driven by the lyrics and the flow and just kind of that like raw hip-hop feel to it which i was really happy to see on this one and then the last song that's an actual song is in lacing which you were all about man day one (laughs) oh my god dude the first time i heard him because that song is just so fucking weird it's so like it's good it's so like i feel like what they were doing with that too is because again the lyrics are all about like being at a party being drugged the fuck out i almost think that like this whole album is supposed to be like a fever dream and enlacing is the song where like the fucking person having the fever dream is waking up and realizing like oh fuck i'm fucked up like yeah maybe i'm like overthinking it or i'm like simplifying what the overall vision of this album was but like the way enlacing kind of is and its placement at the very end of the album it just made me get this vibe that like they were going for this whole thing to be like a vision again visions of bodies being burned like this is all just a vision in the fucking like narrator's head all these fucking like horrifying things and then homeboys in a fucking like house party rolling his fucking ass off and he's just like oh shit this song is dope as fuck turn it up like that's so cool and everything about enlacing like it's fucking weird like 80s synth kind of inspired shit and the the kind of like intertwining of like hip-hop with like him talking and laughing and shit like that like it's just such a fucking cool it's a cool song and it's a great fucking ending to this album yeah, I couldn't say it any better, man. Like that, like I kind of get the same vibes, you know. Like it's it's kind of like a weird placement of a song, um, especially with you know like the lyrical theme. Like everything kind of is together on this one, and then it's just kind of thrown in there. So, you know, the the fever dream idea is probably the most accurate on maybe what it is. Right. Because that was the thing, like we like when we were listening to it and we were kind of like live reacting through text message. I was like, the first time, like when Enlacing came on, I was like, did the album end? And I'm just hearing a song that like I haven't heard before because it just yeah. didn't feel the same. Or maybe it's just like one of those songs that's they were just like, this is too good to not be on the album. And that's possible too. And maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's all it is. But just with the way yeah they, absolutely. they have such intention with everything i'm like there's got to be a reason reason that this song is the way that it is where it's like where it's located in the album hell yeah fucking enlacing great fucking song and then secret piece it just is three minutes of just bug noises and fucking nothing like it's just nothing it's three no- three minutes of ambience and it's really fucking deafening with how little is really going on there. But when you end in lacing and you just like transition right back, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like, again, like the album could just be on a loop constantly with the way that it kind of goes out of the horror into like this weird drug driven song. And then right back into just horror landscape sound. It's fucking tight. Um, Yeah. Um, what do you, uh, give it out of 10? I'm giving it a nine and a half. Um, I've listened to it enough to know that it's not a flash in the pan. It's not a, like, um, it's not a, uh, a shock reaction album. It, it holds up maybe, maybe in five years it might not hold up, but I don't know that, you know, and with the trajectory that clipping's on, 
I, I they might drop shit that fucking blows this out of the water. It's like how how do you know? And for me, I really, mean, just, yeah, they already blew last year's out of right. the water. And I even said yeah. that I even said that to Frank in my email. I was just like when he was sending the album before I'd even listened to it. I was just like, dude, I didn't think they could top what they did last year and just the singles alone i feel like already top it like how the fuck do you accomplish that um yeah, so yeah for me it's a nine and a half out of ten like i said the really the weakest thing was just the length of make them dead i think if it was shorter and it was just kind of an interlude maybe it, it probably would have been a 10 just make them dead kind of broke the pacing up a little bit too much for me okay yeah i i get that yeah uh, i'm gonna actually give it a 10 um yeah. like i i think i think like as far as like their whole discography goes this is probably the one album that i like even with like make them dead being like a slow song like i still don't think it's like a skippable song like it's it's worth the time it's just like a really really like droney pace but like i i, I get what they did with the album like right. I would never listen to that song like on its own and whatever. But like if I do have the time to commit to listening to, you know, like the full album, I'll just keep it going. Right. Um, you know, this is the best full length that they've ever put out to me. Um, 100%. But I, I like, you know, and that's I mean, as far as like the like whole discography goes, like it's definitely number one there too. And you know, I was like kind of shocked to you know kind of put it there after so many listens because like i was a huge fan of like mid city mm -hmm. and you know then like the last like last record as well um you know those are the two albums that have always had like to such a high standard and uh they they beat it so congrats on that yeah and since i bonked it every fucking time i tried to say it there existed an addiction to blood is their album from last year oh <laughs> nice i got it yeah i so, wasn't even i wasn't even gonna try to tackle it after yeah <laughs> such a fucking weird name it's so hard to say but yeah uh if you haven't listened to clipping at all um definitely check this album out and then after that check out the rest of their shit uh there existed an addiction to blood was their album from last year that was number two or number three on my top 10 of 2019 uh as of right now i'm pretty confident that visions of bodies being burned is going to be right up there at one two or three for 2020 um once again band is clipping check them out clipping.bandcamp.com which is spelled c-l-p-p-i-c-l-p-p-n-g.bandcamp.com no eyes in clipping there and then, uh, of course, big shouts to Frank at Sub Pop Records for hooking us up with that uh, early release. Thanks again, Frank. Yeah, yeah man. sir. He's the man. Uh, check them out at subpop.com. Go buy yourself some vinyls. Go buy the fucking vinyl for this album because it's cool. It's called The Loser Pressing. It's like weird-ass fucking, like, it looks like bile. Like, honestly, it's fucking, like, piss yellow and black and brown and shit it's fucking cool looking but i pre-ordered that i'm pretty i'm pretty sure this is gonna sound amazing on vinyl oh fuck yeah just everything about it um but yeah uh clipping fucking uh visions of bodies being burned basically getting a 10 out of 10 from us uh i guess if you took our two scores combined it's like a 9.75 out of 10 it's a fucking it's a perfect fucking album I, there's, there's nothing more to say about it it's fucking perfect um the features are dope the instrumentation is dope it is literally a horror movie turned into uh what hour-long album so yeah check that shit out listen to it on halloween it's coming out this coming friday what is going on in your background my guy oh i think that is my dog um scratching this pillow right here Hell yeah! Feature from the dark. I did not did not know that the the mic picked up that far away. <laughs> Fortunately, that was the only time it happened throughout the whole recording, and we've been going for almost an hour, so we're good. Um, basically, I'm thinking we're gonna drop these. I mean, this one's gonna probably drop a little bit earlier, but I'm anticipating we drop this show what probably like Monday or Tuesday mornings. 
I would think, because if we pick our albums on Friday to record to re- review, we could record it over the weekend, drop it sometime in the middle or beginning of the week. Yeah. I think that sounds like uh, the best plan. I mean, we could probably drop this one Friday. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, and then the other ones we'll probably do another time, yeah. Yeah. Unless we get some more early pre-release Right, stuff. right, right. So, yeah, if you're... Uh... If you're listening to this and you're a uh, marketing company for our group, a band, uh, anything, and you want to hook us up with a fucking early listen for review, let us know, and uh, we will fucking get on it. Um, once again, want to thank the sponsor, not sponsor, White Claw, for the great episode. Uh, please, please email us and send us cases of White Claw. That'd be awesome. Um, this has been the music hole. I'm Matt and uh, my little lovely co-host who I have not spoken to in person in what, eight years. That's been a long time, my dude. <laughs> it's been great fucking times, man. Um, For sure. But yeah, we'll be back in a week. We'll have some new music to talk about. We'll have some new music news to talk about. And uh, I'm terrible at closing shows out, so I'm not even going to try. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this shit, let us know. Uh, probably, if this continues, maybe we uh, maybe we hit, maybe we set up a Patreon. Who the fuck knows? Episode one, we build a fucking Patreon. Let's do it. <laughs> it can happen, man. We're good at we're good at what we do. We know a lot about music. Uh, I think you and again uh, in the future we will have a third co or a second. We'll have a third person talking. I don't know how you want to word that. Uh, Another guy we were in a band with named Jay. Uh, basically, it's just going to become three music elitists talking about music. So I think that's like uh, a formula for a great show. That should be a blast. Oh, yeah. It's all we ever do. So we might as well just do it. Exactly. For an audience. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, again, check out Clipping. Check out Sub Pop. And uh, we'll see you in a week.